Welcome to the Yellow Pill Podcast. My name is Wale. And my name is Toby. Each week, we take on familiar dilemmas and wicked problems that we all face. On the Yellow Pill, you can expect intimate conversations and provocative questions that can change the way you experience the world. So, shall we begin? Hey everyone, welcome to Season 8, Episode 9 of the Yellow Pill Podcast. It's been a long season, we're almost done with it. Um, and on this one, it was just uh, your two homeboys, Wally and I, uh, talking about a very sort of like <sighs> interesting topic. And it's this idea of sliding versus deciding. Now, the phrase might seem very familiar to you guys if um, you listen to the episode we did on, I think it was dating and relationships. We've done many episodes on that, but there was a particular one we did. And I think one of the off seasons that I did about the defining decade. Um, and, then, and oh yeah we did it in cohabitation as well so it's a phrase that pops up quite a bit and really it's all about you know when it comes to decisions that you have to make are you actively making a decision right like yes i want to do this or are you sort of like sliding into the situation and then dealing with whatever it is comes out um and we looked at this idea of sliding versus deciding across different categories of our lives so from friendships to love to career to education to religion Uh, and we just spent some time looking at what influenced whatever decisions we think we've made in that category of our lives and sort of like some of the outputs in there Um, and then we ended up talking a bit we spent a bit of time on the love aspects because i think all of the other ones were sort of like in hindsight like looking at the course you did in school and all of those things but love is sort of like a very active theme in our lives at the moment i guess um and then we then just talked about the tension between those two things like but more around you know how do you resolve the tension between actively deciding and or just like leaving yourself to slide and you know let some things happen and we made some interesting conclusions over there but overall i think it's it was an interesting episode i've said that word a lot of times but it's the episode an episode that kind of requires a patient kind of listen um you know i think some people prefer these kinds of episodes where it's quote-unquote less structured or prepared even though we don't yeah it's not like we come out with points we want to say on every episode but some episodes just lend themselves a lot more of a structured thought process uh this one wasn't like that um but still a very insightful episode one that i think i will listen back to um quite quite soon because it is something i'm actively you know thinking about at the moment but i spent too long my intros are usually shorter but i haven't done this in a minute so i felt you know let me let you hear my voice for two plus minutes but Welcome to another episode of the podcast. I hope you enjoy the listen um, and, you know, catch you at the end of it. Well, Wally is going to catch you at the end, but love you guys with all of my heart. Those that I know that listen to the podcast and tell me and those that listen but don't tell me. I appreciate all of you. Hope you feel the big hug I'm sending you away from their care. Um, no need to be sappy anymore, but enjoy the episode. Ciao, ciao. Alright, so bro, we're back. It's been a while since we did this solo. When was the last time we did? That was Peter Pan, which is yeah. episode... Was that four or five? I'm trying no. my gum. Okay. Sorry, it was four. It was four. That's yeah. been a while, so we've, that's four episodes. Or technically five episodes away. Um, but yeah. I don't even know whether we should do more solos or less solos, to be honest. Um... I think some seasons, like, we, we go, we swing. It depends on what's happening that season. There are some seasons where we end up doing more solos. 
But we've always done like three. Three has been a standard for like. Yeah, you've been counting me. I don't know. Um, yeah, you yeah, know. I, 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 I thought I was like the agreed. Maybe maybe just for into place, but we've always done three for like four seasons now. Mm, yeah, first, first, first. But but to be fair, like the the off seasons count as a kind of solo. So maybe we don't need to do too much within the on season. But it depends, I guess. Depends on what people's vibes are. But anyways, uh, welcome to, I guess, what will be the penultimate episode um, of this season. So we're technically not, yeah, well, bonus or spoilers, we're not going to be ending the season alone. It's not the first time, I think. Um, the one nah, we did, we did our yeah, Olimide. We did Olimide, yeah, that, that was first, that was the other time. Um, but anyway, so this, today, um, I guess we're going to be talking about something that we've touched on in different shapes and forms for different seasons and it's the idea of growing older um, we did one i'm getting old but that one was more about aging like you know what that yeah. feels like yeah yeah um that was I think, quite um listening more to just a natural feel of, of aging. aging and dying i guess <laughs> yeah but this one is more i think this one is more around decisions that's like the key word that we're going to be doing on this one and um, you know, I won't call it a freestyle, but there's a bunch of thoughts that we want to run across. I'm just going to read something and so a few ideas from what I shared with Wally on WhatsApp, which is how some of these conversations are, are birthed. Um, <clears throat> but as I was saying something around, you know, the idea of growing older and crossing into different life stages and how we're all living out these ages or stages of life for the first time without any real templates. And what I mean by that is like, you're only, when, when you turn 20, you're 20 for the first time. When you turn 25, you're 25, <laughs> you're 25 for the first time. There's no, yeah, somebody else that has been 25 can tell you what the experience was like, but it's still your own. The variables are not the same. There are just too many differences, even if you're, you grew up in the same house and all these things. So technically, every age you approach, you're approaching it really for the first time with no experience. And we try to live life most of the time through experiences. But when it comes to growing older, that's kind of like a thing that you don't have the luxury of. Um, and then I guess the caveat there or the twist there is that particularly if you've now deviated from the norm that your cohorts, and when Wale and I say cohorts, we mean everyone in like your age group or stage of life, right? So we, not necessarily the exact people you went to class school or school with, but people around your age group, that makes sense, right? Um, <clears throat> so if, for example, you know, everyone is a doctor, everyone is an engineer, and you decided to do something like freaky and weird in a different direction, there's technically nobody else that you can say, oh, because we're doing this together and we're in the boats together, sort of, right? Um, so, Im- and imagine if that now happens in more than one category. So now I said doctor and engineer, but that's like, you know, based on professional career. But now one common thing that we even talked about this season is when you move to a different country, right? So that's another area where not a lot of people have done it or, or a lot of people are now starting to do it. So all of you are approaching it for the first time. Um, and so, Maybe just, you know, and it's, I think it's just mixed with this idea of, I know they say we should run our own race and, you know, mm-hmm. face your own front and, you know, measure yourself against yourself. I feel like that was easier in a world where there wasn't social media. So as much as, yes, yeah, some of us are better at ignoring what everyone else is doing. I think now we're just stuck in this world where you're still very hyper aware of what everyone else is doing. So um, the battle against comparison is even a lot, you know, greater in that aspect. But in summary, it's like, you know, how do we make the different decisions about the different areas of our lives? And, you know, where do we draw on information from? You know, how do we process the information we get? How do you decide 
okay, now I'm done with my, you know, um, undergrad degree, I want to go do a master's. Um, how do you make that decision? Or if you decide to go to a PhD, how do you make that decision? If you decide to relocate, how are you making that decision? If you decide to get married to this person, how do you make that decision? I need, I, I need some paper. Some paper. Talking, I'm just having... All these follow-up questions, Abby. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so the thing is like, sometimes when, when, you, when, when you're talking to anybody, right? And mm-hmm. you're having a conversation. Mm. Some things that come to he- your head, like the, you have to freeze them because if you don't freeze them, you may forget them or you yeah. may forget how it links to What's, something else that mm. is dependent on the conversation again. Mm, mm, and I mm. think that's why like sometimes certain conversations that happen in real life, mm. even on social media as well, that you just feel like there's no point taking part in it because it's just like, it just happens and it's done. It's like it's like a clubhouse conversation, a typical one, one that mm. does not change as a person, one that you don't learn anything particularly new, and one that maybe you don't reflect on yourself mm. on. Mm. And then you leave there, and you just think, okay, well, that's <laughs> that it. That. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so you know, keyword today is like decision making, but not from like a business perspective, but like personal your personal life like how do you make the decisions that you make um and so we're gonna try and you know walk through different categories um Wally and i just explore how we've made I guess, decisions i guess we should start and everybody listen should just also know that this is this is one episode that we unlike others this one is very organic so as i'm as we're going through this now i have no idea it's gonna end <laughs> yeah right I, and i think like so uh, and we're not saying that every every child we have is planned. Some mm. guests we talk to that we have like a guide on what we want to cover. For example, yeah. we spoke to David David last week. Yeah, we covered some things we knew we were going to cover, but mm. some charts just unravel on on their own. But this one is purely organic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I I brought that up to all. Be, I brought that up because I want to ask you like before we continue, do you think is worth thinking about? First of all, like, what are the things that matter most to you in life right now? And like, almost not plotting a graph, but putting like a pyramid of significance. Because, because I know you're about to go next and list like a category of things, yeah, which you can do. And but I think I it's good rank. to maybe f- to rank those things and go from an order. Okay. Whether the order is least to, to most. most or most least, mm. whichever. Um, so the category is what's important to me. Let me first list everything. Um, and this is not everything. This is just five that occurs here. Right. Um, and I wrote down, uh, again, we're talking about decisions, people. So how do you make decisions when it comes to education, when it comes to love, when it comes to your career, when it comes to friends? Um, and the last one I have there is religion or faith. Um, those are like the ones that were top of mind in terms of what's important. So that's actually an interesting one. Like what's, What's important to me right now? Um, I want to say uh, a bit of like career, which I guess based on the track that I picked, you know, I said something earlier about if you choose a different pathway, there's even less, there's more uncertainty there, right? Because there's Wait, no so it's what I said important. Do you mean important to you in terms of like right now? You're, right yeah, now what I'm or, for, yeah. or important in terms of Overall, without it, your existence is probably much more uh, diminished? Uh, 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 uh. Feel, that's what I was thinking. I was thinking the latter. Oh, oh, 
Because, I mean, if it's right now, like, ugh, yeah. Whatever it is, hustling. Everything is quite important because, <clears throat> I mean, career is important because you need to make money and survive. Mm. But you need friends so that you have a social world and you're not lonely and, you yeah. know, you don't become less of a human being. Yeah. Love, I guess, gives you some orientation and responsibility and floats your biological belts. Um, religion helps you remain in life and orientation towards something spiritual and deep. Yeah. I think education is what helps all of, all of the above yeah. in some way. Well, it depends if you're talking about formal or informal education, education in general, right? Yeah. Anyways, um, so I don't know. In terms of like what I feel is, is most important or like that, you know, using the phrase... So I let's use, start with, with education. Sorry to... How yeah, did yeah. you... In, instead of us doing a ranking thing, let's just start with the list. First, yeah. maybe that will help. Yeah. Because ranking cool. thing, I just leave to leave it to a debate. Another but another debate, yeah. How um, do you decide on education? And I guess also when you think about it, also keep in mind that no matter what we talk about decision making and things that lead us to being an adults, there's things that are decided for you. Not. That you that you decide. Yeah. <clears throat> so first of all, you don't decide to be Nigerian. Right? <laughs> just, just woke up one day and, and your last thing was laughing off. Bam. Yeah, bam. Yeah. <laughs> and you run the IB. So yeah. so that's one thing that that yeah, I just I just got handed to you. Mm. I um, guess obviously from the point of adulthood, like there's a point you start to make decisions and and things like that. So for me, I think for education, it started off pretty early, like even choosing what degree I was going to do. And that is we've talked about this a bunch of times. That decision was, you know, it was largely informed by some trivial things and just some things around me. So Funny story, I thought my dad was a civil engineer. Um, and so that was what informed me wanting to be a civil engineer as well. And I'm this kind of person that when I look into something that I want, I sort of just buy into the whole process. And so, you know, right. at, some po- at some point, it's hard for you to differentiate if this goal was inspired by something external. Because once the external thing reaches me, I make it internal, right? A lot of times. So for the longest time, civil engineer was what was it. Um, and, and that was influenced by your dad, you said? Yeah, yeah. Just because I saw he was a civil engineer, not because he said, yeah. oh, you're going to be an engineer or anything. So, um, so partly not, not a decision, partly not a decision. Because even though, even though, even though you said you wanted to do it, it, yeah. it, it came on the fact that the person who was existing before you was already doing it. Was already doing it, yeah. And it just right. felt, yeah, okay, and fair. That's, and that's how fair. we can start to see how life shapes us. Yeah, without, but, without us knowing it. But continue. Uh, yeah, no, but, but even that thought is funny because, you know, that's probably the same for everyone. Because even people that want to be doctors, it's probably because they saw something somewhere. So I guess maybe... If uh, they, not everyone, though. Yeah, okay, I guess, well, people could... I guess you could watch movies and see a doctor and be like, okay, I want to be like that. So would you rank that decision different than you seeing someone in real life that is close to you doing that and then you want to do it? Well, I want to say decision to be a... to study civil engineering for yourself was solely was solely because you were influenced by your dad. I would just say mm. it's maybe 50-50. Or I, I don't know what percentage is, but there's definitely yeah. an element of yeah. which, yeah. you know, it, it got stored in your, in your psyche. Yeah. And you, and you manifested that in the future. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So that's the way education. And um, halfway through high school, um, got influenced by not doing too well in chemistry to start to flirt with the idea of architecture. Um, but then as fate to have it, I still did civil engineering. I was supposed to go to IFE, but I went to UI. What influenced What did you apply for in your jam? Um, civil engineering and architecture. 
Okay, so so I did. So, so even in Gambia, you wanted to do that. Yeah, so architecture was first choice. Um, if you uh, uh, law university, and second choice was University of Ibadan, civil engineering. And funny story, like I only picked civil engineering because I had to pick another thing on the form, and it just se- seemed unwise to pick the same school and same course for first and second yeah, choice. Yeah, yeah. So I felt I was like, oh, well, you always wanted to do civil engineering, so now that you can still pick it, just pick it. And I did. Um, it wasn't going to go write the exam or anything. Long story short, had the opportunity to then have to pick between two things architecture ife because i had the admission there and civil engineering ui and i'll be very honest with folks i didn't think too far into the future i just felt i wasn't really keen on going to ife anymore because they were striking a lot i always knew they were going to strike but i had warmed up to the idea but now that i had another option i'm like "Mm, maybe not and then a lot of my friends were going to ui and i was like maybe i still want that community around me at least even if i'm not going to hang with them let me know there's that there um and I guess the other thing was one of the reasons I wanted to go away from my hometown Ibadan, which is where the university, the second university I picked was, was that I wanted this idea of being away from home. I didn't want to be that guy that spent all time at home in the university. So I wanted independence. So that's why yeah. I was going far. But I felt that I could still get that independence being, you know, in the same home where my hometown was. Um, and yeah, so that's kind of like how I made that decision. So yeah. That's 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 education. That's on education. Okay, so just following up on that. Mm. So the reason why this is important is because obviously, so it's not as if you fell into civil. It was still along the lines of your choices that you made in your degree. Yeah. Right. Mm. So and obviously, you picked that in UI, which you ended up doing, and you did civil. Right? Yeah. So again, so I guess the major. The major push for that civil still stems from the influence from your dad because it was what you wanted to do even, you thought about it even from secondary school. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so the idea was there, right? Yeah. But how much different would life be if you did not do civil engineering, do you think? Ooh, Maybe not in depth, but yeah. as like a quick guess. Um, I don't think it would like, have been that you, different. Like, would you still have fallen into the job that you go after in yes. university? Yes. Yes, I believe so. Okay. Because thinking about the conditions for which I decided not to do civil engineering, it would have applied to any other professional course. Course, um, okay. In, 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 particularly in the context of Nigeria. However, like if I had, with architecture, there was a chance that I would have maybe not schooled in Nigeria if I stuck to architecture. And so that's like another tangent completely. But in terms of if we only change the variable being the course and everything else stays the same, um, I think I'll still be where I am right now in terms of trajectory. So, so what I've put down is like education. I put down a box for education. Yeah. And so on an arrow towards education is influenced by your dad, family. And an arrow out of that is saying that not very impactful on eventual career. Yeah. Yeah. Now for myself, education... Mm-hmm. I study computer technology, as they called it, in undergrad. <laughs> they called it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. Uh, and that was influenced by my dad or my mom, mm. or anything. It was a choice I made. Why did I make that choice? Maybe because, um, I was just. Very, very an early adopter of, of, of computers mm. for games as a kid. Um, but one can argue that the game, the PC, which, which we had, 
as early as 1990, as, as, as early as 2000, mm. was, uh, Bob, Bob, was Bob by my dad. Yeah. Right. Um, so maybe that influenced that. But I don't know too much if that influenced it because um, I think, I think there was, there was time what was going around in terms of thinking of engineering, which I said no to. Mm. Um, because I think there was a point where my nickname was actually engineer at home uh, for somebody was like, why are you calling me engineer? Like, <laughs> that's not really, I'm not really keen on that. Um, cause, mm. cause my dad, my dad, when he moved back, it, majority of his business at some point in his I'm career was, yeah. was engineering and, mm. and digital engines. Okay. But I think that, that vibe um, used to be there. And also like, I, I know I was very, very conversant with like mechanics, cars, mm. I, used to, I, I used to change light bulbs and switches, electrical stuff, I used to fix. Mm. I used to fix a lot of things that kids should not fix, right? <laughs> so I think someone's some, some, some coming, like it was always your aunties or uncles yeah, or neighbors who call engineer about and everything. So I think that idea of, of engineering was always pushed around, but I just said, nah, I don't think so because eventually it just always made sense for me. Like at that point, everybody said, this is the future of computers. Mm. Um, so I was like, okay, yeah, let's go do that then. Mm. Um, so I would say that was, again, this is me thinking consciously. Subconsciously, yeah. there could have been a, Other and, thing, and something yeah, else. So, yeah, so, yeah, so everything we're saying yeah. people is conscious thought that yeah. remember. Yeah. So I will say influenced by just the things that I got up to, right? Mm. Um, by my activities, my hobbies, which is playing with, playing with computers from a very young age. Mm. And when I finished undergrad, um, and after undergrad, I went on to do NYC, obviously. And doing mm-hmm. NYC, which doesn't really matter too much what you study. And I think I started applying for jobs um, around Lagos, there about. I think I mentioned this that I applied for some jobs, um, mostly in finance sector, because in Nigeria, that was often That's what. That's a hot thing. Yeah. yeah. But key, the key point to make is also when I, in doing university, I had, I then began to develop little interest in like, Coding and, st- and stuff. Okay, okay. Right. I was much more attuned with business mm-hmm. and reading business books and people facing stuff, right? Um, mm. Also, I think in hindsight, I, mm. I don't think I was, I, I don't think I'm actually a science student. If I mm. can go back, I think I'm more of a um, sociology, social, so- social science, yeah, absolutely, um, humanities person. Yeah. Um, Sorry, in, let me just jump in here. But like, you know, I think I was, I've been having this conversation with multiple people as well, even as, as early as yesterday, where I'm like, if I could go back, um, although I have the sciencey bits of me and I still like that part of me that I have, but I think I'd have preferred an American style education where I could do more things outside of, you know, my core engineering degree, right? And just, you know, experience things like psychology, sociology and things like that. Um... Uh, but, but maybe before we go away from this track, why but do you think thing, that is? Okay, um, um, I'll answer that question yeah. in a second. But funny thing yeah. is, if I then follow that path you in, might, uh, yeah. in undergrad, I will never end up here. Yeah, for sure. So I'll never have discovered this, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll say I discovered this bit. Okay, yeah, so you asked me, why do I think that? Yeah. I think it's purely based on how my interests have emerged and how my strengths are. Mm. Um... I've gotten a good grasp of being able to understand um, abstract concepts of life mm. in a very easy way from a conversation or from something I read. Um, mm. 
I'm drawn a lot more towards content that is about philosophy, psychology, and yeah. human beings and how we work. Yeah. Um, my writing style is very, very is leaning is is heavily leaned towards a style that helps the reader into your world and a bit a bit like dramaturgical. Mm. That's how that's how I write, even in my thesis and and stuff. And mm. I think even even the concepts that I enjoy reading and reading and exploring often mm. even though I'm a tech often relate to how um so how human beings work with tech or how human beings make decisions around tech or how human beings um biases and ethical considerations applying to tech so I'm always bringing that sort of element mm. into it one mm. could argue that it's because my weakness or my perceived weakness is that I never really liked mathematics and hard sciences but actually maybe it's not mm. weakness maybe it's just I had no real interest yeah. in that yeah. per se yeah so in terms yeah. of education I think I will probably just guess that it had a big impact in my eventual career my, mm. even even though I didn't really enjoy education because the reason why I applied for my master's degree in IT and business is because I did computer science mm. right and I went to shift towards something businessy and, and IT yeah yeah and the reason why I did a PhD is because I did that particular master's <laughs> yeah so I'll say what I chose became surprisingly very very impactful in my eventual ongoing career yeah um as you were speaking this thought popped into my head for those because funny enough I'm surrounded by a couple of people that have done professional courses even more professional than engineering and by that I mean medicine and are now like switching heavily into something completely left field and as engineering, right, we even, if you look at our cost load, and I, I don't want to spend too much time on education, and so we'll transition to something else after this, but like engineering has this thing where if you look at our cost load, it's very mixed. You have the sciences, you have, you know, the core engineering, but you also have a bit of like the social sciences as well. So engineers tend to be more, I guess civil engineering in particular, tends to be more well-rounded. So mm. transitioning from there to something else is not always a hard left field jump, particularly if you're still in and around the sciences. Um, in that way, shape, and form. But I feel like for doctors or like the medical sciences, it's almost like once you get on that railroad, you kind of like have to follow it to the end. If not, it's it's know. very hard because yeah, the tra- training you do as a doctor is ridiculous, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you spend so much time away, away from other things that there's always the fear of this is all I've known, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but also, I think there's it's probably there's definitely a pride that comes with being a doctor as well, being able for to sure. pride and possibly addiction. Being mm. able to fix human beings, like that's mm. that's big. You, I mean, definitely not, definitely not on a scale. But I'll say zero point zero zero one trying to play God. Yeah, yeah. Um, to that little extent. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, so oh, I was going to comment on the switching thing you mentioned. Yeah. I think a lot of you also is you no know, medicine for us is very cultural. Mm. Uh, a lot of people only did medicine because their parents said they should do medicine, and because yeah. they thought that was what was a prestigious role. Yeah. Um, prestigious thing to study yeah. in a society that is heavily cultural mm. and, the, and the switches we are seeing now may not only be because people want to switch because, of, because they found it's not their passion but mm. also because the, the environment around them has not inspired them to stay yeah yeah. so that's the decision that, that they've made not, not only by themselves but also be made for them yeah. because the, 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 the environment for, for medicine in Nigeria, it's not, it's not the best to always inspire you. 
Mm. I can imagine in doing mm. in pursuing or continuing your your stuff. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And you know, the funny thing about medicine is it's just one of the, one of those interesting things where you know you do obviously pre med school because the way Nigeria is structured, and I I could totally botch this, but the idea I have of it is pre med. You get into med school, you do all of that, and that ends up being like seven years or whatever. But at that point, you're just like a general practice, like a generalist. So you still have yeah, to decide. Yeah, you have to do, yeah. Yeah, yeah if you want yeah, to go and specialize yeah. in one thing, I'm bro, I'm like, what? It's a lot because even it's like, a, a, um, mm-hmm. you know, you know, we're on, we're, 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 um, actually, yeah, I'm we're, the last story on the yeah. podcast, but, um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she's, I mean, I, and I hear a lot about this from her as well. Yeah. Um, in terms of med school and the, even after you finish everything, the exams you got to write, mm-hmm. um, like every other year, and then the residencies yeah. you have to do as well. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's it's quite intense. It's quite intense, which makes sense why doctors end up marrying doctors. Um, <laughs> yeah, because um, yeah. I mean, I, and that kind of applies in the PhD as well, to be honest. Mm. Mm. Um, because I've 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 understood it in a way because when you as a PhD, like it's the the the, the PhD journey in itself. Obviously, like dealing with friends, like you 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 almost like leave your village mm. to go somewhere and train. Mm. Even though you're, if you might still you might still leave your family or, or leave your people, but they're not in the world that you're. But in. you're not yeah. in the world that you live that you are. Mm. And the problem with the degree is, which is the problem, is it never leaves you. If you're in the shower, mm. if you're sleep, your mm. your entire head is the actual is actual PhD, right? Because if you mm. die, that's it's gone. Mm. Um, so what that does is like the companionship that you seek to sort out some certain things mm. that, that, that you can't translate that you may not be able to, mm. able to, able to translate to your house you, you, yeah. it's easy to find that in others easily because you can, yeah. you, can mention, you can mention one word and they know what you're talking and about you just absolutely absolutely <laughs> so I, 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 I can imagine that in the in the medical sciences, I think this is actually a good way to transition into um, the love, the love bit, because I think the challenge, not challenge, but the same thing kind of applies to, I won't say to engineering, but I find myself um, building a lot, a stronger affection, a quicker affection with people that not just understand the hobbies or things that I like, but people that also get the professional side or the career side where i spend another half of my life right so sometimes for some people that i become friends with i i feel the disconnect when obviously there's only a certain section of things that i can not obviously they'll tell you to listen to everything and you'd also listen to anybody's problems regardless of if you understand deeply but you mentioned something on one podcast or one of the episodes where you know Yes, you can share your problems with the person, but there's only so much. Like, there'll probably just be a listening ear, which is not yeah. a bad thing, right? But I'm just saying, when you've experienced that level of physical attraction, but also the person gets the life that you're in and can speak to the life that you're in, it just slaps different, right? And so, not saying, again, we're talking about decisions here. So, do you, how do you decide? I think, I guess, for people, maybe we th- we're thinking about it because we're guys, and I don't know if this is a guy thing, but. When it comes to love and everything, I'm I'm not necessarily driven completely by feelings, like primarily. I think there's a lot more. Yeah, but let's track back a bit. So, okay. so with the education one, we'll track back education. But for the love yeah. one, again, I've drawn my box as well for love, as you can see yeah. on the screen. Okay. You can see, but yeah, it's I've drawn that. You shall draw it. You drew something. Um, <laughs> like, yeah. So obviously, 
what first of all, what do you think? When is the earliest you think you began to understand the idea of liking somebody, loving somebody, and what do you think? And how do you think your mm. everything before that shaped how you understood it? So everything before that in terms mm. of your upbringing, yeah, your family, your what you watch on TV, friends, Cinderella, Asian <laughs> the Beast, all that crap. Say all that crap. Um, I'll say a lot of my influences for love and affection and things like that. Definitely a lot more movies than sort of like something I was seeing in front of me. Um, sorry, what what did you say your your this thing was your your attachment style was? Um, attachment style or love language? Which one? No, attachment style first. Secure, right? Secure was secure. Yeah. What's love language? Physical touch and quality time. I just, right, remember, okay. I just remember David's reaction <laughs> to, yeah, to the David like literally drops his water. As it literally, yeah. Um, but I think a lot of that was informed from. Now I'm thinking about it, it's like more like movies I watched and yeah, movies, cartoons, you know, sappy things, love rom coms and stuff. But at some point, very early, I my personality leaned a lot more to questioning like commonly accepted truth so i would always want to go a bit deeper i think first time i heard about love languages i was probably like maybe like 13 or 14 so it was very early on where i started to seek out trying to understand love from sort of like a head perspective not just a heart thing um yeah i think early on i just started to explore those kinds of things and that now started to shape what I was filtering in from what I was seeing, right? So even the kind of movies that I enjoyed watching, I didn't like all the ones that were too lovey-dovey and just, you know, guy meets girl, falls in love, blah, blah, blah. No. Uh, I why was, not? Damn. I don't know. I, I wanted a lot more depth to it. I wanted to see, like, how you, things you, are not... Do you like the notebook? You know, it's one, it's one where it was a bit too sappy at some points. Like, it was... Like obviously, honestly, I don't think I've watched it from start to finish. That's the funny. I think I've I've done oh, bits wow. and pieces. Yeah, I've done. I should probably go back and watch it. But the impression of it has always been like, like it was uh, too. Uh, how about Titanic? Titanic. I've watched Titanic. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't well, like how, the, how did I didn't, you find that? I didn't like the love story there. No. Oh my god. Yeah, absolutely not. It was. It was wow. too. It was too. That was beautiful, um, man. No, no, it was too. It was too. I won't say not believable, but it was too sappy. No, no, sappy is not the right word, but it was very romantic and very idealistic or I don't know. How, I don't know if you get what I mean. Like, no, just, I, and I get what you mean, but I think Titanic made a lot of sense. Like, it, it did. Like, love story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From different worlds, all of those things. But for me, I think the time span. No, but that's the thing. Like, they're not in different worlds. That, so that was the idea. Like, what I took from it was. Yeah. I think the different worlds that we they were were just constructed, but from who they were as human beings, Jack and Kate, were actually belong to the same world because eventually they enjoyed both things. They enjoyed things together. She enjoyed the idea of like taking risks mm. and, and dancing and she realized that she was limited by the other guy. Yeah. Right. Jack liked fair, the idea that like Jack, liked, like Jack liked to learn. Like, mm. like we saw that, right? And, mm. and him meeting Kate also made him learn some things as well. Yeah. Right. He was into the arts. She she became more of herself when she was posing. Bro, it was like this mad story, <laughs> man. And when, when last did you watch this, please? Uh, I'll say like six years ago. 
Okay, a lot more recently than I did. So maybe that's also what's like. Um, no, yeah. but I mean, I'm, I'm saying this because the movie was one of the first movies that I cried to when I was very uh, young. Okay. And it yeah. was deep. So I think the thing about it is, I think it's just missing, it was, it was missing the pieces that I relate to a lot, which I will call sentimentalism, right? In the sense that, and maybe this was there, I just didn't see it or because I haven't watched it recently. Well, I can't identify it. So like, I, I, I want to call it things like callback. So whenever, when it comes to like love and relationships and things like that, I try to make the small things um, mean like their own thing in big ways. So maybe this is the first place that we went um, to do something, or this was one of the first jokes that I told that was funny, or this is something that let me be the first, the shirts you were wearing when I first met you and things like that. And then building further stories down the line around those sentimental things. I think love okay. stories that focus a lot on those pieces yeah. um, appeal more to me. And I don't think there was, maybe I didn't really recognize it in that way, but obviously just because of the context of the Titanic as well, they were confined to one space. There wasn't a lot of callbacks that they could do the time period and everything. Right. So maybe that's why it didn't really appeal to me that way, but things where, yeah, just sentimentalism appeals a lot more to me when it comes to love and affection. So given that then speaking of decision-making yeah. conversation, Amongst all your ex girlfriends or situations, situationships, <laughs> yes, please. Have you found yourself deciding more or sliding more into them? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> did that did, did that sound wrong? I just, I just heard it. I just heard it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Oh my god, so that's what she said. You didn't have to say it again. Yeah. I <laughs> but anyways, um getting our minds out of the gutter. Well, not gutter, but anyways. Um I think there was there's a lot more deciding, particularly if it, if I think about how long I spent building a friendship with each person before um feeling the need to pursue something more. Like I might have known so that. So hold I on, hold them. on, hold yes. on. So there's two parts yeah. to this that I want to clarify. Okay. Deciding. Were they people that you met, you saw them the first day and like, damn, this girl looks good, whatever, 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 whatever I say that floats your boat. And uh, then you're like, I want to pursue this person. Or mm. they were just in your space and you were like, okay, I've seen them for a minute. They vibed me for, for so long, etc. Let me uh, pursue something. Um, there, there's two layers to this. There's two layers to that. I think it's, it's, not, it's not a perfect um, side, but that I think yeah, but it leans more to saw this person built like there was an attraction, there was a level of attraction there from uh, the first moment. But I like I felt the need to explore the attraction more, and from exploring the attraction, confirmation, right, and then continuing from there. Um, there have been other people where I, I want no, no, no. So the second situation where. It just builds and then one day I'm like, hmm, this person, you know, that hasn't been the case. I think it's more been level of attraction and sometimes it's a strong enough attraction or this, the timing and everything is right for me to try and explore what could be potentially more. Um, so when you have, when you get the moment where you want to decide to work yeah, potentially more, do you decide yeah. that regardless of whether they've shown interest in you as well? Yep. Pretty much. Yeah. Okay. Yeah which makes it a very annoying, not annoying process, but just a lot more. Ugh, I think it's a beautiful but, process. 
yeah, I guess. Yeah, no, I wouldn't say be- beautiful is not the word I would use, but it, I'm quite dramatic could, with the word. Sorry. Yeah, no, no, beautiful is a very beautiful <laughs> word to use for that. But I'm just saying, um, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, we'll come back to that. But what's yours like? Um, I don't even know. The wait, wait, wait. Before, before I go to mine, let me finish your flow chart on this love first. Say flow chart. Oh my god. But yes, okay. <laughs> <laughs> go on, go on, go on. So you, you pretty much said that amongst your history of browser history, you've done more decisive decision making conscious than, than yeah. falling into them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And sliding more than sliding. And you said you also oftentimes have to get Spend to time. a point where you've had time with them before. Before before you before you then decide. So you so yeah. use some information to decide to decide. Yeah, exactly. But final question on this. Um has this always been who you were? Like even since like yeah. when you were mm-hmm. sixteen and fourteen. Yeah. I'd always um I I always got pushed, like I always needed a bit of a push to um convert things from friendship into relationships. Right. You always um, you always what? You always need a push. Need, yeah, it's some kind of external push because from my, who? from friends that know I like someone, right? Like my, my so default. So are you then saying that 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 decision to decision to pursue people has often been influenced Mm-mm. by others? No, no, the decision to convert things at the point I converted them probably would have not have been my mo. Not that I didn't want to convert them, but I would have want like my default and natural states would have been to take a bit more time before doing that <clears throat> right so traditionally i feel like i've been more comfortable doing like talking to someone building that connection that friendship for like we talked about this on the talking stage episode for like six to nine months on um like previous now i'll probably reduce yeah yeah roy <laughs> Roy has this look on his face like he did at that time i'll probably review that no that that, that has changed significantly now but before thank heavens yeah but before and i don't know if that was a fear of um wanting to be very sure or yeah or maybe just a fear of whatever the next step aren't you a maximizer sense. according to Logan Uri. yeah yeah I kind of am but I guess I don't know I just like building friendships my G like I don't know I think the problem is I don't like like when Sims. I say yeah do I play Sims I, I did yeah. at some point yeah okay, I did at some point yeah, yeah but it's, it's more like I think what I'm trying to, what I tend to avoid when it comes to deciding and deciding when it comes to relationships is like I want to be completely and it's probably a fallacy in that in, in some sense but I always like to be a bit bought into the process and be sure that this is what I want like I'm not going to the relationship trying to discover some bare minimums or to see if it's going to work out like I already have an idea that this is going to this more likely more often than not or more likely than not will work out if we're both on the same page and so i'm willing to commit to this but i'm starting to understand a bit a different way to approach that because that sometimes takes too long and leads to conflict sometimes but yeah like i like to build a friendship and be sure that yeah i want to maybe because i don't date for dating sake like i date to almost end up in in marriage like whenever i'm starting and so it means the filters i'm considering early on are a lot more than maybe somebody else that's just exploring and maybe if it works out yeah sure she gets yeah i get that um yeah i think i'm the opposite uh yeah well i began by asking you about your attachment style and your love language mm-hmm. 
and the love. Secured so and just yeah. summarize yours. I think no, I've already, I've already summarized yours already. Yeah. And so you can move on that. So um, you, let's do you. Let's so do you. I mean, I, I don't know if I'm secure actually at this point because <laughs> 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 inshallah, yeah. we should be lie. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> um, Everything's turning on its own. But I'll put secure slash plus um plus maybe avoidant. And guys, we'll put a link to the description for what these styles mean. Like, I feel like we're assuming a lot of people know what it is. Oh yeah, oh uh, yeah. yeah, um yeah. I think okay. we've done an episode. We've done an episode on it um, before. Yeah, but oh. yeah. Uh, I thought my styles pretty much developed by what's this guy's name? This in the 1950s. Bro, we don't need that detail. Okay, just yeah, okay, yeah, give, yeah, yeah. my give, bad. <laughs> give, give, give the context of what. Don't, don't explain each one, but just you know, just the, yeah. The whole so. Thing. It's, so theory is just that um, as a young child, um, how you bond out with your caregiver, whether it's your parents or your guardian at that point, the way you bond out with them or the way they gave you caregiving in, in, in a sense determines mm. your relationships, either romantic or friends. And there's mm. four main styles. There's secure, anxious, avoidant, and anxious avoidant. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So... Um, yeah, so and you can look it up what they mean and do the tests on every website ever. Yeah, just watch YouTube videos yeah. on how they play out in kids and stuff and the experiments that they run to test which one which kid is. But it's more exactly. like if you leave a child in a room, if the parent leaves, when the parent comes back, does the child stop crying? Um, or do they not even notice their parents left? <laughs> and when the parents comes back, it's fine. Or, you know, difference... And, you know, does the parents come in, pacify them, or does the parent come in and make them even a lot more annoyed with the parent that they left in the first place? So each one has a style that it's connected to. And um, No spoilers. Just check it out, guys. No spoilers. Yeah, yeah. So while you go on, secure, attachments, love language, touching, and... Uh, it's secure plus avoidance. Oak plus avoidance. Okay. Love language, touching, and what? Not touching. <laughs> I know, like, Jesus. touching sounds so crass. Physical touch. Yeah, physical touch. <laughs> And oh acts of service, which we had a debate about in the last episode. Yeah, uh, the ma- um, mama, mama kind. Yeah, and I think, to be honest, I haven't, I haven't done the test for this love language then. Mm. Um, but I just assumed that based on the five that exist. Those are the ones that appeal more to you. Yeah. Yeah, um, cool. Slide and deciding? What's, yeah, so slide deciding one for me, looking at historical content of my life, um, I think definitely more decisive the, because when I, whenever I've been in a situation whereby I've slid into things, mm. I don't, and I don't decide, like, yeah. I, I never decide because I never decide, just mm. put it that way, right? Mm. The ones that have often worked out have been the ones where I decided that pursuit because mm. I just knew, mm. I just knew. And but oftentimes the point where I decide is point where I don't even know them yet. Mm. If that yeah. makes sense. So mm-hmm. it's almost like a gamble slash instinct. And in obviously doing that, not everything has come to fruition. Yeah. There's there's some women in the past that did that with and it, it didn't work out, which is fine, mm. I guess, which is normal. Mm. And but there's some that, that happened and that worked out. And I think Whenever sliding happens, it, it creates, it's created, excuse me, it's created a more of an indecisiveness. Mm-hmm. Versus when decisiveness happened, 
from the Prior. start. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So unlike you, I I, I never thought, or I I don't always think that when I when I when I meet somebody, I have to be friends with them first. I think more or mm. less. Um. I often just know, like early enough. Yeah. Um. There's somebody who I can. That's something romantic with. Yeah. And I will then pursue that exploration. And yeah. then I'll then maybe then be I'll maybe be shocked at the end or realize that <laughs> oh that oh that I'm the problem. Or yeah. I realize that oh that they don't fit, whatever. But it's almost like I won't say it's a gamble, but I, I go in blind a lot of times and yeah. purely on instinct. Um you know and and, and I, I I trust my instinct a lot mm. when it comes to um love and women because what I informs have, your instincts though that's a good question i don't know um mm-hmm. because the LS, LS example i can think about if we go back to ls and earliest example i can think about if we go back to mm. back in the days when we we're younger mm. it's often just me just saying oh um i'll, I'll talk to this person and people are like why like xyz why do you want to do that and the people question mm. like nope this is what i want yeah. And then I try and pursue on my own, etc. I, yeah. I I can never think of even even going from there to university, see the same, see mm. the same, post university, see the same. Yeah. In, f- in fact, like sometimes it doesn't even matter whether they are okay. This was previously, <laughs> not not now. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah, so and obviously in those cases, there's times where I've like said, okay, fine, fine, I've hands up, my hands up, goodbye. Yeah. And the times where like that's worked in my favor as well. So mm. I think the instinct, I don't know where it comes from. Um, yeah. Maybe it's a fairy tale thinking. Yeah, you mentioned maybe this. You mentioned maybe this. it's influenced by, I don't know, a... Your personality as well. I think you're more... Yeah, it does sound like you, I guess, from where I'm sitting. So, I'm not sure what that uh, means though, but... Yeah, no, uh, I, yeah, I'm, not, I'm not sure what it means either, but it just felt right. Like, it does sound like you. Because the way I'm now thinking... Because like, even in conversations that we have and stuff like that, like, for me, it's funny because as we were talking, when I find... When I, you know, run someone I, that I am attracted to initially and I have a conversation and usually early on from the conversation, I can, like, I know when me and this person will vibe, like, and the continued conversation and testing out different things, not testing, but having that conversation and just continuing to talk mm. um, shows me more signs. The red flags, not, no red flags, but the guess, the points of debate that come about are never the sort of like foundational things per se, right? Because that pretty comes out pretty early on. I think um, what stops me from pursuing certain things sometimes is because I'm thinking of that long term and I know what some deal breakers are, not because they are bad, but just those are the things that I know it would take for a relationship with me to work. And if that's not what the person by default comes in, um, you know, for me, I'm just like, Oh yeah, no, no I yeah, think, I think yeah. that happens to me too as well, but yeah. that doesn't take me days to figure out. Yeah, no, for me, it doesn't. Um, it, it, like I find that out usually earlier as well. Um, but because again, I'll still keep the friendship because I actually like the person, but it's just that I'm not going to be in a relationship with you or I'm not going to try to no, convert and, that. But no smart as well is that I realized yeah. that even in the past, right? Like, Whenever I'm, whenever I'm friends with, let's just call it my potential. Yeah. Um, it stays that way. No, no, no. Like they don't, and they don't get my real self. Mm, because 
I because they, they get like a shade of myself, like a part, like half or one quarter. Because because I know that okay, this example I'm thinking about now, perfect example. So there's somebody that mm. I met, um, I think this was just after my MSC finished, actually. Mm. And and yeah, like I would always give it give a vibe of like um very, very so like the only kind of humor I would express is always humor of <laughs> like the certain kind of humor. Like it was not yeah. my full self. It wasn't like the, the, the tenderness yeah. of myself was not there. Yeah. So my, my side of me that is like tender, that's like chill and mm. and like hoggy, etc. That doesn't come yeah. out because mm. it's just you weird for it? me to like if 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 it's gonna happen in some in the future, mm. then there has to be another layer unlocked. <laughs> So you don't want to show me that. Right? So it's like... Uh, trial period. <laughs> so you, only get, you get free version. You get the free version before you, you get... You get. Yeah, the pro You get. Version. You get. But it's, uh, it's, it's, not, it's, uh, it's not conscious, right? It's just a, that's a thin, thing that happens. So like, wait, 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 wait. So you're saying when, when it's someone that you... From the get-go, you're not building a friendship, but you're building like... You, you share, you're moving to the person. You show a lot more of yourself up front. Is that what you're saying? Well, not up front, but... I'm willing to do that, right? Earlier but, than, yeah. Yes, but when it's somebody yeah. who, like, it just falls into play, whether we're just normal friends, but it looks like they can be potential. You start, okay, okay. Yeah, you, you uh, don't get, they, they don't get um, all of uh, that. Uh, interesting, interesting. Um, I think I do a similar filter, but I think with less stringent um, requirements. Well, again, th- this is not conscious. Um, exactly, yeah. It's your... No, it's fine. I, I, there's some truth in things that you know you look back on and define. Like I think that's the whole essence of what we, what we try to do, um, and not to spend so, too long on. This yeah, bit, before but, we move on, I, I thought we should yeah. actually point out, and we've talked about question and love. Yeah, I thought we should, I, I should conclude those ones by asking which sections in our lives are are, are okay to slide, or oh, to slide, and which ones we should uh, we have to decide. I don't think there's like every category that I'm looking at here. Uh, I'm a decider. I don't slide. The only <laughs> I don't slide anywhere, bro. Like for me, I, I don't feel comfortable sliding. Yeah, um, but but realizes that in your education, it not it not really impacts who you are after. So if you slid into that, it should have been okay. I don't think that's the same for it. It's not obtainable for everyone per se, right? Like, I think it's also, it'll still depend on the person you're speaking about and, you know, how they approach life in general. Because some people, um, they can't imagine a world where they don't use what they study, right? Or um, they're so limited that before they do anything else, they feel like they have to study in it. So it's why they'll go to school doing one thing. And if it's not something they want to do, they'll want to go back to school to do the thing they always wanted to do, right? And sometimes you require it in a professional course like medicine or whatnot. But I think some people still think about that in more simple, th- not, not even call it simple things, but in other things as well. Um, so all that to say, I don't know, like, I don't think there's any one category you mentioned to me right now. And, I will be, and I'll be comfortable saying, oh yeah, I'll slide with that. Like maybe I would slide more than I would in other categories, but there'll still be some decision coming in um, pretty, pretty early in that process. Okay, so... The good thing about this is like, I think education is the only one that is pretty much history and the mm, rest yeah. are like current slash future. Mm. Um, so before, before I move on to like 
friends, which is the next category. Um, yeah. Do you think your love life, like you're prepared for everything you're facing now? <laughs> nope. Um, not because of any like calculated thing, but I think growing up, we all have, most of us have this idea of, you know, when we're like settled down and things like that. And I think for me, um, looking at this point, I felt that <clears throat> I probably would have settled by now or at least be in a relationship that was heading that way. Um, this is what I said on the podcast. I guess we're like, yeah, 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 yeah. What do you mean? You be and Tiola. That, no, 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 no. Wait, no, wait, wait. I get what you mean, but <laughs> the way, the context in which you said it, right? Fair enough, fair give, enough, fair Give that vibe of, you understand, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> oh my god, I was wondering what was this guy talking about. But yeah, so for so yeah, I think I don't think I was prepared for this phase that I'm in now. Um, which has then made things a lot more interesting because there are now more variables at play um right now. Location wise, um, stage of life wise, and just all of those things. And now um I am I'm not com- like I'm. I don't know how to put this, but so like if if they were, sorry, go on, finish, finish. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, no, no. I was just gonna say like like right now. Um, although I would like for it to happen, like I'm also not completely like flustered by it not happening, right? So it's almost like a Tetas transfer policy with Arsenal. <laughs> like if you don't find the right person, you're not like he's. They're not going to compromise just because there's a time crunch like you know we will enter the season we're entering as it is right and deal with the consequences of not you know just maybe settling for second best or third best not that second best or third best isn't good but it's not what you wanted in the first place so um so i don't think i'd have been this comfortable with it i I didn't imagine myself being this comfortable with this but i think i am and my work my concerns now are if i'm too comfortable with it Right. And which is the other part I wanted us to maybe use the final part of this conversation to talk about like, okay, after sliding or deciding, like, you know, what are your thoughts about it? Or you just do you just put the thoughts away and whenever the decision comes, you have to make it, or are you actively thinking about some of these like sliding or deciding factors? Um, but yeah. Oh, are you asking me that now? No, 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 no. I'm saying we'll get to that. But Okay. Um, um yeah. so maybe final thing I'll ask you on this is like, so if there was a book to to give you answers when you were younger, what answers would I, would I have wanted to see or what questions would I really have wanted the book to have asked you to, to think about? Wait, rephrase. So like if there's a book that you could have read when you were younger about your life now, finding love or dealing with love in the world as your age right now, mm. what would have, and the book was a manual on how to do that at your age, what would you have, what would you have wanted to have seen in the book at that point? 
Um, I don't. I don't. So, know. for example, for me, yeah. yeah, I'd have said if I read a book, I'd have said me like, okay, pay attention to how you get comfortable in your own space uh, at, across the years. Ah, uh, okay. Right. Okay. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll keep that in mind growing up. Right. Uh, okay. Okay. The book. Okay. The book said something like, um, what else? Um. Don't 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 underestimate how much you're scared of of rejection from mm. from, from something that you want. Mm. Mm. I'll write that down and keep yeah. that in mind across the years, right? Oh, okay. So I'm just okay. saying, like, is there are there things that if you could <laughs> read in a book? Plenty, plenty, plenty. I think um definitely one about uh, being a lot more open. Um. Yeah, like being a lot more open to trying things out. Like I think you're pretty open though. Now I now I am, and it's something I'm learning. Um, but like just being more open. Like I only started being. I think I started making a conscious decision to be a bit more open with certain things in life. Probably, like obviously in other areas, creative things. I would always explore some other things. But when it comes to love and relationships, I think I've had been relatively a bit not close-minded, but safe with. Yeah with you know how i looked at things and this rejection thing i think one can argue that the reason why i spend or try to spend a lot more time building friendships is because of the fear of rejection like i'm trying to you know like an really? aunt yeah in some kind of way like uh, like one part of it might be i want to be sure of the choice i'm making and all of those things but another part subtle part could be that maybe you want it to be you want you want to almost like slide into the next stage and so that it doesn't feel like that much of a big deal um, but also because, you know, if you asked point blank, that gave the person a chance to like say no, but you almost wanted to, you're almost trying to like, not wear the person down, but maybe mm. just build up, like build slowly to the point where you then look at what you've built and you're like, oh, well, there's actually this whole thing here. Cause some people are also f- scared of like transitioning into things that are deliberate sometimes. And so I think I felt that I, See, that's funny thing, like, I'm not. Yeah, yeah. But, but people but, are. But, but, but what I'm, I'm actually not, like, I'm glad to say, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, but what I'm always scared of is how the previous life will fit and into fact, that. Mm. Like, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. eager for the, for the next, but I'm always like, yeah. every, every, everything I'm bringing alongside from that old life into this yeah. new life, like, yeah. I'm always calculating, well, how's that going to fit this thing yeah. that I want to go into? And like what, what changes do I have to make for it to fit or for it to be cancelled? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get that. I get that, to be fair. And in some kind of way, I'm, I'm a bit like that when it comes to change. Um, so I'm not, I like routines a lot and I don't like to, so it, it, when it then comes to like relationships and things like that, it, it's also a thing of, I think that's why I wanted to settle down early because I wanted to just build with someone and not have to factor the person or everything into a new situation because right now those are like variables you have to consider because you're dealing with a whole other human being that has yeah <laughs> so the experiences and things like that but anyways um let's move on to the to the friends one now yeah and, as we close this and this one is this one interesting because like um like so yesterday 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 i experienced a funny emotion mm-hmm. so i was scrolling to my instagram right yeah and i saw like one of my guys friends sorry one of my friends um babies yeah. Kid, kid, with 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 another with with another one of our friends. Yeah, and instead of me to feel like 
because like he was walking right the kid he, the boy yeah. was walking and yeah. I'm, I'm sure anybody listening if you know me you probably know you you probably know who i'm talking about i don't know if you know but anyway yeah um i normally i felt like oh cute and everything but <laughs> i felt kind of like jealous that he was experiencing that with his boy so like okay no so let me let me clarify the people now so there's my friend yeah. who's the father of the boy yeah and then there's another friend of ours that we all that we all share yeah right so i saw that our friend yeah with my friend's okay kid Kid. on instagram Mm -hmm. right and then he sent me to think oh cute i mean i thought that but i just thought i also felt like a bit jealous like like he got to be there got the chance to be there yeah yeah, with right. the, your friends are that your friends kid. Yeah, right. and over yeah. it should because we're all friends still, right? <laughs> but I was like, damn, like that sucks. Yeah, you know, like yeah. So I just had that emotion. I was like, I just like tapped. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, it's a funny. One. <laughs> yeah, I guess this, this all ties into the friendship thing. Also ties into the social media phase and stuff, right? Like. So once in a while, I feel "quote unquote" left behind in a very interesting kind of way. Um, no, but that's, no, but see, that's the thing is not like I was feeling left behind because my friend. Yeah, no, no, no. But I know. I know. It's just I like it's, it's it's like you can imagine moments to which you could have experienced that you'd have brought you on parallel joy beyond your daily life here because these are yeah. people that you've almost formed life with growing up. Yeah, yeah. Right, and you you can imagine what the moments would be like because you're like. It's just like a normal Sunday, mm, right? Mm, normal yeah. Sunday with like, with like your your friend and his family, and you're just thinking, if I was there, that would have that would have been like a chill day. A cool thing, yeah, yeah. No, I, yeah, I, I get that. And you know, for, funny enough, I think in the same vein, I think I've seen posts of maybe friends hanging out with friends all together ah. in a particular place, and I'm like, yeah cool which is funny because not like i'm the kind of guy that goes out often like, uh, 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 with friends but it's just that for more in a kind of way but i guess people can see me posting things here in a group doing stuff and maybe the i thing don't that, know it, that you have guys yeah, yeah but not really I, this is no disrespect to anyone who like i'm close <laughs> to here like um <laughs> because yeah but it's just like someone you met in your adult, like obviously people, it's not about how long you've known someone because they're friends that I've known for like 20 years that right now we're not as close anymore. I, I care about what happens to them, but like if I see them with their kids or whatnot, I don't think I'll feel the same emotion um, because again, time doesn't necessarily mean a deep bond or a bond that continues to be deep. So um, yeah. But anyways, I, I, I don't know. Um, okay. Let's just, let's talk about. Yeah. yeah so thing. going by the same, Wait, is this how you planned the episode, by the way? What's what you had planned? Um, no, no, not exactly, but it does cover it. Because what I had planned was not necessarily anything. It was more heavy weight in terms of like, oh, what am I doing in my life? How am I deciding these things? But I think this reflection is actually helpful um, in a different kind of way. So yeah, it's one of those. Cool. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. Um, so on the <laughs> friends domain, um, yeah. on the arrow up towards friends, what has been influence yeah, yeah how have you picked your found your friends or picked your friends oh, and, to, and to what extent has that been so your own conscious decision yeah so obviously like when it comes to friends you don't necessarily seek them out um you almost just look around you and um 
then either find yourself being drawn to certain people and then um, you just continue that way and some stick longer on the wall um, and some don't. And for some, you realize at some point that you don't actually have that much in common and so it naturally just, like the spaghetti on the wall, falls down and while the other one sticks. So with friends, I think you started off with like where all kids make friends, like, you know, school and then there was church and then there was the neighborhood I grew up in. Now, some of those overlapped, um, but I think as a child growing up, it was just three places. And from those three places, I think where I built the strongest connections at the time was actually um, neighborhood slash church. That was stronger than school for me. And then, and that, this is primary school. And then in high school... So when I say stronger, are you talking about how you felt then or the fact that yeah. the fact that, that today you're still friends with them? No, no, how I felt then. How I felt okay. then. Like in... And it's weird because I had a friend in school. We went to the same school, but we we're in the same church. And our relationship in church was stronger than it was in school. But I preferred our relationship. I, I preferred my friendship with him like compared to any other friend that I had made in school, even though in school, our friendship wasn't as like, it wasn't evidently strong. Like, yes, it's just one of those weird things. I don't know how as kids we segment friendships or how I used to segment yeah, it. Yeah, but yeah. for me, I felt weird having to see my church friends in school. Um, but I felt more connected to my church friends, uh, you know, growing up. But anyways, so there was that. And I think in uni, that switched into, um, well, class. I didn't have any, many friends in class. I, no, I didn't really build any bonds, close, close, close enough bonds in class. I built more of those bonds in fellowship in church, right? So a consistent theme here. Um, and in my call, my roommates, nope. One of my roommates, um, you know him, um, Tayo, Okalawa mm. from, from ISI. He was my roommate for three years in, in uni. Um, so I knew him in school and then I knew him as like a housemate mm. and things. And we did, we built, we built a relationship, but that didn't really grow into anything, um, else, but still a person I respect and, and love that way. Um, after uni, uh, the new friends I've made, I've funny enough, not been church. Um, it's been work, which I guess makes sense. Um, and then now a bit social activities but i think i consider that a fairly different category with some people um crossing into like close friends even from you know social activities so yeah um those are the influences so the common themes church neighborhood work school those places and i feel like i've more friendship has happened by sliding I think now that I think about it. Yeah, um, that makes sense. Yeah. I don't think I, I don't think I've ever seen anyone. And I'm like, this person has to be my friend. Yeah. Um, and then I, no, it's more like, it's the spaghetti on the wall example. I think that's like the perfect illustration. Like you're just surrounded by so many people. And after a while, some spaghetti still stays on the wall. Yeah, um, I love you guys. Just like, saying. It's like natural selection. Yeah. And that's what I wrote down when you're talking as the word you cover mm-hmm. what you're phrase cover what you're saying. Yeah. Um so school, church, neighborhood, then growing up, being more an adult, moved on to work and social activities. I think yeah. that probably ring true for a lot of people true. listening in this age bracket that we are in, or at least plus or minus four. 
Mm-hmm. Um, particularly because I think growing up, school is a big one mm-hmm. for you. Uh, I mean, for anyone. Spend all your life. It's where you spend all your, all your, most of your young life. days, adult life. Um, I don't think I had any friends from church. Mm. I had neighborhood you know, friends. Um, you know church. They talk, I say they go to church. <laughs> I went to church now, like when I was younger, innit? No, yeah, what am I, what, you, not when I was younger. I went, I go to, I went to church. Like I know, yeah. I'm saying, but all the stories you've told about you know, your growing up experiences in church, you never really went to um, junior church. You always tried to sneak into adult church and sit at the back. So you get. I was, right? I, yeah, but I, yeah, yeah. I, I was in junior yeah. church, but there's just nobody who like, just like, yeah, fire yeah. enough. Just let's get yeah. home. Yeah, exactly. So that's what I, I guess. Yeah, and uh, again, I think because it was also too big, because it's a massive church, so it's mm. just. Mm. Um, I mean, I think I think there's a point. The point is, point in church where I was always I was friends with some people, people like Molawa told me, but like yeah. they were from school and neighborhood, or just the same church as well. Yeah. So and and so that's where it took it took place. Um. But yeah, I think I agree. Friend friendship has been more of a sliding thing. Mm. Um, because it's just it's mostly been school. I don't think. I don't think, yeah, I'm as simple as yourself. Um, mm-hmm. Definitely into my friendship, a lot of my friendships. I'd have, I don't think, honestly, I don't really, I don't even know if I'm really that much of like a, <laughs> why are you laughing? <laughs> it's like, you know what I'm about to say. I, I, honestly, I don't know specifically, but whatever it is, where you started, I can already tell, <laughs> but just <laughs> uh, I don't think I'm, I'm that much of like a, uh, what's the word? I, and I think I'm just a recipient than, than a finder, uh-huh. right? Yeah. I I don't see myself as somebody who I just think I'm just like that myself with everybody, everybody, and whoever and whoever just gels more and yeah. puts effort. So I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah, I feel it's it's, it's a weird thing, like, to, <laughs> yeah, because I'm thinking about it, like in what context would I, like, obviously. I feel like sometimes it's also a thing of fr- fr- friendship circles as an adult sometimes is like a result of either, you know, natural selection or maybe things that were supposed to progress or didn't progress and then fall into a nice friendship, right? Not that you, yeah, again, it could start from different levels, right? Maybe you, didn't get, you guys didn't get up to the dating experience, but one person maybe wanted to progress things that way. And for whatever reason, it just didn't play out. Either location, something, life happens, and then it becomes a friendship. Right, that's still a sliding thing. Even though at the beginning you decided you wanted it to be something, you get no. But like, even saying, no, even with same sex though. Yeah, no, no, that's that's what I'm saying. With same sex, that one is even worse. Like, I think that one is more like condition than anything. Um, like you, it's more like interests that draw you together a lot of times than anything. So, um, but I do know that I don't think I experience the full depth of friendships that that some people do. What do you mean? I think friendships can be a lot more amazing than, yeah. than, than, than what I experienced. Because I've, um, I've seen people talk about friends and seen people do things with their friends. I've, 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 I've seen evidence of, of what friendships depth can, can be to some people anyway. And would, would this more be just curious here? Is this, um, cool. you know, like, yeah, go on. Like, yeah. Is this, Friendships between women or friendships between men? Because I feel like Fair that enough. also adds a dy- dynamic to it. Okay, that's a good point. Because yep. I think everybody in my head were just 
yeah exactly <laughs> so i feel yeah exactly because I was, I was gonna i was gonna talk about that because i've seen i've seen some really close female friends and bro the things they do for each other in and the way their friendship is is like okay that's well sounds th- like there are studies that 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 do say that friendships are more important to women than men yeah same-sex yeah, friendships yeah yeah um well it, i can't remember the reason but, why 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 they gave yeah because I'm even honest, do you think back to growing up, right? You know, how many male friendships did you see as examples of? Um, yeah, like we probably knew our mom's close friends and everything, and we knew our dad's close friends. Yeah, if that you think is about correct, it yeah. that way. Yeah. Um, so, and if you listen, yeah, yeah. So for me, I, I don't know. I think I've definitely actively tried to, um, this idea of friendships and, just be more deliberate about friendships. I think as I've grown older, I have tried to be a lot more of that in different kinds of ways. So number one is um, I don't call everybody my friend. Um, people might think it's whatever, but... Wait, so how do you navigate that? Sorry. So if somebody yeah. says, well, me, me, my friend Toby, do you say... Uh... Oh, no, 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 no. Obviously, I don't go out of my way to do that. But when I'm having conversations with people and I'm talking about maybe people I've met in certain spaces that I don't necessarily think they're friends, I almost catch myself every time I'm about to say, oh, my friend. Is, and I almost always switch the word to acquaintance. But then I now, Jesus I now pause. Man. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I now pause and think, okay, if I say this word acquaintance, this person, um, they'll probably read more into it than anything. So I'll just stick to, you know, friend. Or I, I just me- mention a place that I know the person um, versus calling them calling like them, a yeah. friend. Yeah. And the, the reason I do that is I think because I, I value friendships and the way, the, what the word means. And, and this doesn't mean maybe the person I'm calling my acquaintance, if they call me when they need something that I'll blow them off and be like, oh yeah, my acquaintance, you know, my friend. No, I'm just saying the way it's processed in my head and, you know, I guess the things that I would, the parts of my life that I will share with this person and the parts of their life that I think they should feel comfortable sharing with me. I think you can't have that with everybody. And I'm very, yeah, you can't, yeah, yeah. you can't. Exactly. So I don't, I, I, exactly. So I don't strive to do that. And I think people, yeah, people are, people throw the word friend around quite um, loosely. And I think it erodes the value sometimes. Uh, For me, I think of it's like calling every, everybody your, your girlfriend or something like that's an extreme example, but the label you put on certain things and how much you use that label. um, I think, I guess, I think you're overdeep in that, to be honest. Yeah, Yeah. I guess, I guess I I am. deep in that. But anyways, there are people I know that I'm close. I, I have close friends and I have friends. Let's just use that <laughs> word. Um, so, you, have, you have followers. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, uh, so, I the, guess. Yeah. Maybe let's, let's wrap up with, um, or do you want to summarize this part of intro? Oh, uh, yeah. This part, I think to summarize it, um, maybe just to, I mean, this, obviously, the friendship one we established that is more, we slide into, we slide into friends. Yeah. And and friendships are not particularly influenced by anything that we consciously create, but often by our environments mm. where we grew up. So school, church, neighborhoods, places of practice or worship, work, social mm. hobbies, etc. That's where you find your friends. Yeah. Um, and it makes sense because yeah, make they didn't say because it makes sense. <laughs> and yeah. we've also understood that um, from the friendship points, I think. Maybe us guys do maintain friendships with, with less intent compared to the ladies, or maintain yeah. it differently in how we know how to. Yeah. Um, 
not 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 saying that's not a problem. Maybe that's something for us to think about in terms of how we can be better friends to our guys. But I I think I think there are things there are things that both sides can learn can can learn from, from each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah because yeah, there there true. there are some like quote unquote yeah. toxic things that happen in in female friendships that true. you know just because of the way guys are friends it wouldn't occur there. Um, and so funny enough, okay, so I had this conversation with someone and. Well, the person was a bit more old school, but it was just this idea of, you know, they don't think guys and, like, opposite sex friendships pretty much are, like, a thing thing. Um, and I don't know how I completely feel about that. I thought we already had this discussion, like, the, we already agreed on the conclusion of this. Opposite I guess friendships, we have. Opposite sex friendships are only, only exist because... Because you of, fail to move things to the next level. Yeah, so because, you, yeah because of certain parameters that both parties don't yeah. want to take so very naturally they the person is right they are a very odd phenomenon i do agree that yeah. naturally it's odd but yeah. we might have learned to make it work yeah because okay. of those parameters <clears throat> Yeah, so if you know, don't, if you know the parameters are, please go and listen to our episode. Go and listen to the episode. Yeah, we should do a lot more of this hyperlinking. Yes. And then you remember parameters are well listed in the episode. I did a lot of digging for that. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, absolutely. There's that. And thanks for reminding me. I think yeah, that's good. Um. So so yeah. Anyways, that that's that. Um. I was gonna just touch lightly as we wrap up on religion and faith. Um. Sliding versus deciding there. Obviously, um, for a lot of people, the introduction to it is sometimes sliding because you're born into a family that is a certain faith or religion. For most people. You kind of like, for most people, right? And then, um, I guess as you grow up, as you grow older and have your independence, you can then choose either to continue or how you continue, if to continue at all, or what you switch to if you decide to switch. Um, but some people remain in that sliding thing for and i think with religion is one of those things that you ultimately you can never slide into it permanently like if you started off with sliding it's one of those things where at the end of the day you kind of like just slide out at the end of the day like it's is there's there's a there's a there's a downward slope um and it only goes in one direction so if you're not actively that's how i see it um and just based on conversations that i have with people and everything when it comes to church and religion and not just church but faith in general um, but I think for me, um, slid into it, obviously, but, um, at the moment where I could make a decision, um, I was a lot more active about it and I've still remained active about it. And it plays, it kind of like, it plays a key factor in, in everything that, that I try to do, um, with life. And so, yeah. What's your analysis? Wait, no. Um can be that easy now. Um, <laughs> one second. So you should do it based on what family, 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 yeah, etc. Then sliding goes to active decision. Yeah. But is is there anything that's contributed to the active decision? Um, from the above categories. Um, how so? Like, like even though you, even though you said that you want to still, you yeah. want to have. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 absolutely, absolutely. I think uh, some of the factors that influenced a deciding factor was um, the kind of church experience that I had growing up. Um, so I was in a place or in a church that made things as real as possible, and it was very practical. And so a lot of the challenges that 
I guess young adults tend to face with um, growing up in the faith. Either it's you know any religion generally, but growing up in the faith, and I'm speaking from the perspective of a Christian, I think a lot of the challenges people have to deal with. Um, I didn't have to deal with most of them because I was blessed enough to be in a community that maybe appealed more to me and just you know it it, it made sense. It made sense to me and it was it was made real to me and. Um, when I got into uni, also found another church community that um, I could feel that with. And that was actually a decision because I could have decided to do multiple different things. I had to stay in church at home or, you know, find a different fellowship. And I did start with one fellowship, but ended up in another one. And that was a deciding factor of me feeling like this was where I could continue to grow um, my faith the way that um, I had you know, grown used to, or at least the way I thought I wanted to be growing in. And then just as from that point, you just get positive reinforcements when you seek them out. So, you know, found some some uh, ministries online that I really vibed with. Um, and, it's, and it's funny because at certain phases of my life where I felt like I was craving more of something, I found that thing and found it thankfully in the right place. And there's a whole, I guess, spiritual explanation I could give to that and how the Holy Spirit like leads you and things like that. But for me, I think whenever there's been like a desire, um, I've been able to find and satisfy that desire in healthy ways and then just continue to, you know, grow that. So that's, that's religion of faith for me. No, one thing about you that you do is you, yeah. you, the certain words that you use that are not, they're not correct. I mean, they're not incorrect. They're correct words. Yeah. But they are almost like par- parabolic. Is, is, is that, mm. is it kind of parable have an, an adjective? No, I don't is know. He, it's with dedication you can make it work. Like there's so many nouns yeah, that become yeah. adjectives or verbs and um, everything. But I know you get what but I yeah, mean. Yeah, yeah, but but which particular word did I use now? No, like 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 just last, the vibe. Last few the, the vibe of the last sentence you made. Oh, okay, 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 that. okay. Like, yeah, I do that a lot. But I've, I've, I can't, I've reduced it. I've reduced it. Yeah, so. you have. I'll give you props for that. To be yeah, honest. Um, yeah. Um, I feel like you always. It's, comes it's not a problem. With, it does work. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It does work. I feel like you, it but, comes into play a lot more with whenever we have conversations around faith or religion, I think. No, 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 no. Really? No, no, okay. no, no, no. Okay. It, com- it does work, b- but yeah. because I'm somebody who, like, I need to pick. Yeah. It, I, I, can, I, I can hear it, and then I can just, I can just, I'm asking, yeah. like, what do you mean here, what do you mean? What do you what mean? Do you mean? Yeah, yeah, but most of yeah, them, yeah. I get what you mean, because obviously I know you. Yeah, um, yeah. I think my experience is different from yours, absolutely different. Mm. My church was not a church where practical teachings as you because when you say practical teachings I, I know what you mean yeah yeah it wasn't like that um i don't know how to describe what it was but it wasn't like that it was like i don't think it was a it was like, i don't know it's a, it mm-hmm. a good church for most people it's a very big church yeah yeah um but it wasn't i think it's just yeah i think it's that thing and i'll let you continue just finding where you belong and it's sometimes if you don't find that you miss out on on some experience and you know it's just how it's just how it is sometimes, right? Yeah, but also like I think the for me from a very young age, I think I said this on the podcast, like the, the the way I observe, I I observe like I grew up my sisters were what six years older than I was, went to school very went to school when I was young, most and then after mm-hmm. school they left home. So I was always like often alone and with my friends or my mom and, and I, so that that made me like I was all observing things, trying to figure things out on my own. And that means mm-hmm. that most of the time I'm, I'm around adults and I'm just like observing and looking and checking and mm-hmm. looking at something and reading, reading behind what's being said. And yeah. I'm trying to, 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 I'm tr
I was always looking at people and what people, maybe somebody's supposed to be a something, choir master yeah. or yeah. a deacon or something. I'm looking at observing them. I'm just, just randomly. And then I just see some things that like, like they give me questions, but like, but like, but like nobody can answer them. And I just keep them in my yeah. head. Yeah. And then I'm listening, I'm, I'm, I'm listening to what's being said, but again, I'm doing my own thinking. I'm like, Mm-mm-mm. okay, yes, good point. But how does, what of, what of, what of this, what of this? So there was never, I, I, I would ask questions mm. from, from mm. day one as a kid. Mm. And there was never nobody. There was nobody to answer those questions. Mm. Uh, also, maybe because I was also maybe because I was, I was always I was always in a place where I was hearing things too advanced too early. You can mm. argue that, or I did not yeah. go and seek the right people to answer the questions for. Yeah. Who the hell knows? But <laughs> moving on from secondary school to university, I went to obviously Harry University that had Christian foundations as well. But in there, they they, they have a different. Um, yeah. denomination and I think for us the the vibe from there was the vibe from there was going to church was mandatory, mandatory. like you mm-hmm. you lose points you lose you get demerits <laughs> if you don't go so we're, we're going out of like feel fulfilling and fear and stuff like that but I mean there's many many of us who went to go and just meet girls as well <laughs> um, which was what you probably get in the university of of raging hormones of 18 to 22 year olds. Um, so perfectly understandable. Um, but I think it was only the, uh-huh. then after that, mm. I, after that in Lagos, I was then in a church that was then different from everything I've been used to as well. Yeah. Which was a more heavy, uh, what's the word I would use? Apostolic. Yeah. Kind okay. of vibe. So, mm. The range of experience of genre, like, was... <laughs> Actually a valid word, but, like... <laughs> was, uh, was, was quite mixed. Oh, my God. And I think it's maybe until, like, I would say recently, as in, like, two years or three years, I began to understand what actually works for me. Mm. Um... And I realized, like, okay, like, yeah, it began to make sense why some things never, I never vibe some things back home. And then some things, even some things here, some things here, I don't vibe to you, but yeah. you're, you're old enough to know what works for you as well. Well, yeah. Um, so definitely a case of sliding in that. I would probably even say still sliding because I'm, I'm still trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. But the mm-hmm. thing I've learned recently, which I guess is probably a key decision to make, is you have to have. You, you have to you have to have you have to have an acceptance of what the truth is, and yeah. I've had that, right? And by that I mean, no matter how much you want to be a slider or decider, whatever you can be a decider mm. and and not not leave the truth mm. in this domain, right? No matter where you fall, right? Because I know people who still today who mm. do all the boxes, still but still dodgy behavior. Yeah. Not that behavior in terms of like the, Broad, the yeah. Ten Commandments, but things that you make make your religious life a, a one of of self prestige and that kind of thing. It's still contradictory. Mm. Links to mm. pride and everything. Mm. But I think the truth for me means knowing knowing the foundations of what's the ideal you should be as a human being, mm. and knowing and knowing how how far you are from that, mm. and being true to yourself that you are at this distance. Yeah. from this ideal and even though you are in that position of that ideal anyone you meet who is on any level, level 
is not worse or better than yourself mm. because you're just mm. on your own path towards that. And if people try to portray sides of themselves to either look or appear to be holier, holier than thou or appear to be the most guided person or whatever, I think it's just fine to leave them be and not let pride or judgment consume you because I think those are the two greatest um, sins known to man um, yeah. before every, everyone's downfall. Mm. Nice, nice. Um, to take this home, um, one of the points I mentioned earlier was, I guess, dealing with this the tension of, I guess, sliding versus deciding, which is what this has sort of like become about. Um, but yeah, like, how do you, I guess, how do you resolve that tension moving forward when you think of, I guess, the main categories for you? So right now, what I'm faced with is decisions about, I guess, career and love, I guess. Um, what I've sorry to cut you about just yeah. like, just let's just let me quickly say my point on this and you got what what I've learned even looking at the list on paper, my A4 sheet right now, mm. is some things naturally have to be have to be a sliding thing. Mm. Some things you have to decide and just keep mm. pushing. Um I think things like there's a point where education is the sliding thing. And there's a point where education has to be mm. decisive. Mm. I think up until the point where you've left the structure of society of formal education, mm. everything from that point is decisive. Every flipping thing. Mm. Right? Whether, whether you're taking a course, whether you're watching a YouTube video, whether you're, whether you're following an account on Instagram that helps you decide or know what's going on in the world. Everything mm. that is decisive. They're not finished sliding there anymore. That's what I believe. After, mm-hmm. after, after those four walls are done, mm-hmm. right? If, even at PhD level, it's still decisive, in my opinion. I think love is very much decisive. Um, I think whether, whether you have a love story of at first sight or a love mm-hmm. story of friends since we were kids and we found ourselves, there's a moment of decision that you have to make and you mm-hmm. have to keep on making every mm-hmm. day. I think the one that we're allowed to slide is friends, friendships, because the best friends can come from angles that we, we cannot predict, I believe. Mm. I think I've seen this yeah. in circles around me, whether people, people become friends with people of different kinds of environment and just strike a chord, right? Yeah. And I think yes. it's just the yeah. way that might be designed, designed to be. Yeah, I, I think so. Because yeah. even the Bible says something about um, a, a, a neighbor closer is better than a brother far away. I think there's, or a friend closer really is better than a brother who's far away. And so... I think when it comes to friendships and those kinds of things, proximity really matters. Yeah. Um, you know, to some extent. But yeah, go on. Yeah. And I know, and I know we, we, we didn't talk much on career and I'm not the career expert, so I don't want to <laughs> give a comment on that. I think as people online, I'll give you better, excuse me, people online, I'll give you better comment on that, to be honest. I'm still trying to figure out mine. Um, mm. And religion, I think religion is definitely a decisive thing, 100%. Yeah. Um, like, you can slide in it, I guess. Uh, but if you're being, you can slide in anyone. To be fair, it's just like what's what's more effective or what's the most ideal not, thing to do. Not even effective, but if you want to actually just be true to yourself, I know that's a cliche word, but mm. only true mm-hmm. to yourself at the end of the day, it is decisiveness that will get you in that religious aspect. Yeah. Um. And I think I think I think the point of everything is just know that. Even when I asked the question, I said, 
what would you have read years ago that you wish would have prepared you mm. for now? Mm. There's things that I, I know now that I think I know now for good. And then in my, when I'm 40, <laughs> I'm like, whoa. Yeah. Right. I'm like, whoa. Yeah. But the only thing that I think gives me peace of mind is that I know that in the end, I'm looking back at where my life was X, Y years ago. Is it better? Have you made progress in certain things? And have you done better for those around you? Yes, yes, and yes a bit. Mm. And I think that's fine. Simple as that. Because mm. nobody knows where we end up tomorrow. Um, not to sound morbid, but the truth <laughs> is you can, I can ride my bicycle tomorrow and the car will hit me and that's it. Um, or, or, or you could be, you could you get a job and meet somebody and your life changes. Like people life change in a day. But the thing is, I just always look back to who I was like the day before, like the year, mm. year ago, two years ago. Like, I'm like, damn, okay, I can do this now. Like, I'm cutting my hair yeah. myself now. Or I'm, yeah. I, I can talk to people of a certain level of society now so easily. I can, have, I, can have, I can have conversations around certain topics without having to think too much because I've read too much about it. I'm, mm. I'm flipping brilliant in, it, in, an era, in an area of work because I spent four years doing that. You know, it's just things that you can look back and like, okay, damn, I've improved. But okay, that improvement has given me areas of weaknesses to think about, okay, here's what we can yeah. focus on as well. You know? Yeah. And I think for me, my ultimate um, next level is then, okay, when, when, when you're dealing with... A, the 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 level of maybe family loss, um, which mm. is which is inevitable down the line, and and family mm. gaining, mm. which is like having 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 people. That's mm. like another level of, of yeah. that's when you are not dealing with sliding deciding that's that's not about you anymore, but mm. it's about people you came in with or people you are bringing into the world. But I'm yeah. not there yet. So at the point where we are, mm. I thank God for growth. God is good. Yeah. <laughs> as as that guy said, <laughs> God is good. <laughs> David, uh, I swear it was always it, it was just, like it just came out of nowhere a lot of times when I was listening to that. I'm like, wait, what? Like, <laughs> like you know, when you tell guy, the girl that you like, I, I, I like God, is good after, good like, that's just deep. <laughs> bro. You took the words out of my mouth because I was, you guys, okay, it's I don't know what track number it is, but guys, it's, it's the interlude track on number five, I believe. Okay, on David's uh, Dave creates new album Amore. Shout One, out two, to Dave. Three, yeah, five. I'm correct. Five. Yeah, just this is it. Sweet and talk. You get <laughs> sweet talk. <laughs> like, bro, like you should have seen my the look on my face or my expression the first time I was listening to it, and you know, in that sweet, soft voice, bedroom voice, <laughs> and you hear God, <laughs> God is good. Are you like, bro? I feel you, bro. I feel you, bro. Um, but I have honestly, there's nothing else I can add to all what you said. Um, because I completely agree with everything. Um, with the tension thing, I think that's something I'm beginning to try to come to terms with. And this was birthed from a conversation that I was having with someone a couple of days ago, or was it yesterday? Um, and I think I've mentioned I'm learning and relearning certain things. And like you said, there's some things that you you read and in certain situations you're good at that and you know how to express it there. But then you're faced with something new and you almost have to relearn or call back those experiences, right? Um, you know, I've said this so many times about some other areas that, oh, I don't, I don't stress or flex too much about things that I know I can't control. But the things that are within my hands, I try to do them to the best of my ability. Now, the challenge I'm dealing with is what is the best of my ability, right? 
Because a lot of people will say, oh, you know, don't look at anybody else. Look at yourself and figure out what you're good at and all these things and then measure yourself against yourself. But, you know, you said the phrase being true to yourself. It's like, okay, what is, what is my true self, right? You know, um, how do I figure out where, okay, this is it. Like, you've, you've done well. Good job. You know, let's move on to something else. And where is it where you're like, oh, you can probably do more. And is that voice of you can do more, um, you know, is that contentment or complacency? Like, what, mm. where, does that, where does that fall? Which is the, and some called it, the friend I was talking with yesterday said it's, it's a it's a risk that overachievers tend to face and i was telling her that you know i'm actually it feels surprising to see my name an overachiever in the same sentence because honestly i wouldn't call myself that um no 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 I like i'm not. what yeah i mean not you yeah, i mean no, like, no, for, but, me, for, for, for me as well I'm speaking for about you that, yeah. for you yeah but for, I, I think what i was thinking about it is that like when i think of overachievers there are people that pick one thing and go like the distance and for me, I tend to see myself as a dabbler, even though some people will look at me and certain things, say like cycling, for example, and think, oh, Toby's an overachiever when it comes to cycling. But for me, I'm like looking at all the things that I could potentially be doing and know that I'm definitely holding back when it comes to like cycling. And so in some ways, I saw what the person was saying that, mm, yeah, and it's a weird thing because you obviously want to raise yourself and hold yourself to high standards, but <sighs> balancing that, and I guess that's the tension. I thought this whole conversation and it, it has been about that. It's like, how do you resolve the tension between sliding and deciding? I tend to find the things that you're sliding in and deciding in and then figuring out, okay, where do you need to like take to the next level? And that's something that I'm still figuring out. Maybe we'll have another conversation in a couple of seasons where these thoughts are a bit more developed. But I think that's the phase I am now, figuring out where I need to be pushing myself more or, you know, where contentment is where i am and that's okay um but also not running the risk of complacency and the final thing i'll say here is just i think it's this idea of stewardship for me is that i have been like david said in the last episode you know god has given you talent god has blessed you with this you know are you are you are you maximum are you being a maximalist when it comes to this are you doing the best that you can with the things that you've been given um and that's something that i guess we have to figure out for ourselves regardless of if you're a faith person or not um yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. As well. <laughs> no, no, it's it's a good question. To be fair, yeah. um, as always, when you when you hear good questions, your brain even really gives you things I think are answers. Mm. But mm. God knows, God bless me with this <laughs> mind that I think if I have an answer in my head, I know that for everything I think there's at least 10 other connecting issues that mm. I have to consider. Yeah. Which is why I love papers and maps because it can mm. stay in your brain. Mm. For anyone who is uh, thinking of their lives and points of deciding and deciding, and this is weird because doing a podcast is so weird, right? Because like, <laughs> you've got a microphone of you, you've got people who listen, people who you don't know, Shout yeah. out to you guys. Um, but you got people who, who, who listen as well, people that you know, and you think people hear me talk about certain things, and <laughs> I wonder what they are thinking in terms mm-hmm. of like. I mean, I've got friends who, who give me comments on, on things I say, but I've got, I've got people who just listen and just keep them out. Right? 
<laughs> and uh, obviously you got people people who you may may not know as well. Yeah. But it's just it's just a weird thing to fall into a podcast because this 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 chat we're just having is a conversation that is just legit, right? Mm. Paper I have here is real paper, things to think about myself. Mm. But it's in front of an audience in a way. And I think with a mic comes a bit of a personal pressure that that one thinks you have to deliver what, what is the truth. But mm. I mean I mean I'm here to say like I, I, I disband I disband that idea by by all means because I'm an advocate for no man holds the truth. It's not possible. Like I'm an advocate for nobody can tell you everything that exists. Because hey, the varieties that we all have are multiple and the world is so connected through social to so many domains that we cannot figure out everything, which is why everything on Instagram or, or every, every slideshow of an advice always sounds correct because everything is connected. This thing I'm saying now, maybe it's hard for me to explain what I mean, but I wish somebody can, <laughs> I wish somebody listening now they cannot get what I mean when I say everything sounds legit and everything, everything sounds like it makes sense. And that is because everything's connected. But one thing alone is not, it's not all that you need. Mm. It's not the answer. Mm. It is, the answer is, is in every layer and multiple layers of what's, of what's in front of you. And we have to just think, think, think. So, so my point of saying this is like, even everything we were saying, I was saying right now, mm. it is not I'm, not, I'm not here to say that it's a truth. It requires yeah. further thought. It's not, it's not the Absolutely. end, it's the start. Mm-hmm. It's the start mm-hmm. of a thought, the start of a conversation with somebody else, it's the start of a... A text is is start of a reflection, mm. Mm. but what mm. that means is bringing further thoughts to yourself, yeah. those around you, and and for myself as well. When I turn off this light, turn on my mic, and go home, and I go and take a shower. <laughs> I'm not go home. I'm already at home. <laughs> I'll, I'll get up from here. I'll go and deep some yeah. things I've talked spoken about. Yeah. And for example, like it's because of this chat that I realized I brought out the my, my part of my part of the emotion of emotion I had yesterday with my mm. with my friend. Mm. I was talking about friends. Sliding and deciding, and I began to see links in, mm. in some of those things. I'm thinking, like, well, it is thought. Somebody said this quote, I don't know who the person was, but it said, People, people judge because it's harder to think. Mm. And I think that's one of my favorite quotes mm. of all time because mm. thinking is so, 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 so flipping hard. Mm. Mm. But it's the yeah. beauty of why we have this amazing brain i think stop me now because i'm just gonna keep going on but (laughs) but but i hope what what i want to say has been conveyed to some extent like the Mm. truth is not is there no single truth there are in some of like natural sciences of yeah gravity exists boom you can't you 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 can't default that there's no gravity gravity is not relative mate sorry the sun Mm. is hot yeah Mm. but i mean like our social world how we yeah. how we grow up to be, how we grow up to live our lives, you know mm. what what someone so many things, man. <laughs> and I think honestly, I'm thinking harder and harder and harder of about doing like a um a like a conversation, just like a, an extensive chat chat around information and and people understanding that even when you watch like medieval movies. Right, mm. the same things that plague them at their at their at their time, same that plaguing us today. And people mm. have the same struggles they are facing today in different domain, 
whether somebody was heartbroken, whether somebody was not sure whether to leave their village to pursue opportunity, whether somebody was living in a, in a town that was, that was a war zone. Mm. But I think the comfort from that is just knowing that like, a, I, should, I, should always, I should always have some level, some level of friends that support me. I should always make sure that my family, I have not discarded them and they still love mm. me. And, and I should always make sure that everything I put my hands on I should try and improve it. Mm. I think some fundamentals is, yeah. will just help you in a way because mm. whether, whether I start a boxing thing or start reading a paper for my thesis or I start to, to, to doing a PowerPoint presentation, I'm trying to do that in the most impactful way that I can in time that I have. And my friends, okay, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. done, 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 done. <laughs> no, no, I, I, I think my point was conveyed about five sentences so ago but yeah. has, no but he still yes yes we have finished yeah but, but but i think you know so some of these like talks and everything also helps people process things a lot more like maybe you don't everybody doesn't hear every single sentence you say but because we're not switching topics immediately or switching context immediately allows people process things a lot more so um it's fine it's fine but i say like yeah let me just wrap it up here because i think we can go on and on but it's been a great evening just talking about um, this thing of sliding versus deciding and just the tensions and walking through the different categories. I hope we've given you guys, like Wally said, thoughts to think about, threads to pull on. And we'll catch you guys on another episode of the Yellow Peel Podcast. This and our final is... episode of the Yellow Peel Podcast for this season. Yeah. And yeah. our final episode, we have a very special guest in the house. And Yeah. You'll find out when we Yeah, you find out. Dude, dude. Yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, going to episode what nine well season nine <laughs> bro it's been a minute it's been a minute it's been a minute it's been a minute i need i need a long road trip uh where i can just listen to like episodes on the podcast and stuff um i get there's just a lot for me to always do like i don't listen to as much of the previous episodes that i do uh these days i know that time i used to listen to so many episodes i only would be like bro what are you doing yeah, I was like- uh, okay yeah yeah Honestly, good, like, though. yes, final thing I'll say is that um, I think we should all learn or one thing I do, actually, not that we should all do it, but I tend to lean into things that I feel in certain seasons because I know that and I've, ex- I've lived life, quote unquote, long enough to realize that those seasons come and go. Um, so, for example, there are periods of time where I'm just watching like a lot of stuff on YouTube and things like that. And in your mind, you're thinking, oh, this is going to continue forever truth of the matter it doesn't uh but also it, it always comes back so one, th- one thing i'm learning um that i'm just sharing here is that whenever you feel certain leanings um that are positive that you know are positive um don't be too scared to like lean into them even if it sometimes maybe feels at the expense of something else because it's kind of like sick cyclical is maybe the word i wanted to use but anyways mm. it, it comes back um and you know it comes back in a different form and different phase and i I think that's how we tend to grow as human beings uh, a lot of times because people like me that like routine are scared of change Uh, so i'm saying this for everyone else that has that relationship with change and sticking to routines that sometimes seasons come and seasons go and they have that their place um so you know lean into it um, a bit more amen Amen. ladies gentlemen have a great week toby have a great night god is good (laughs) (laughs) Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, jeez. And 
now a personal note to you our listeners to you listening right now thank you for listening to this episode of the LOPO podcast now we know that in our culture of 30 second content and quick sound bites it makes it really hard to pay attention to longer form discussions so regardless of what brought you here we are grateful for your time do give us a five star rating and review if you like this episode also, be sure to continue the conversation with your friends, your family, and your colleagues. Another way to support us is by subscribing to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you're listening right now. We release new episodes every Monday, but don't forget to follow us at the Yellow Peel Pod on Instagram and at Yellow Peel underscore Pod on Twitter to stay in touch with us during the week. Once again, folks, thank you for taking Yellow Peel with us today. I'm your co-host Wally as always and right next to me is Toby and we both wish you the very best in the coming weeks. Till next time, peace and love people. Peace and love.